so to, today we are doing canto 11 part 1 this is chapter 4 from it it says drumila explains the incarnations of godhead to king nimi so last time we had completed a chapter which spoke about maya you know and all the way the way maya deludes a person and the techniques of getting out of it so today we are going to understand the different incarnations of godhead so chapter 4 the incarnations of godhead king nimi said the supreme personality of godhead descends into the material world by his internal potency and according to his own desire therefore please tell us about the various pastimes of lord hari lord hari has performed in the past is performing now and will perform in this world in the future in his various incarnations so king nimi has asked this question where how is krishna going to come back into this world again and again creating different different incarnations shri dumila said anyone trying to enumerate or describe fully the unlimited qualities of this unlimited supreme lord has the intelligence of a foolish child even if a great genius could somehow or the other after a time consuming endeavor count all the particles of dust on the surface of the earth such a genius could never count the attractive qualities of personality of godhead who is a reservoir of all potencies so we cannot even fathom how the dear lord is so we should not even try because it is far beyond our comprehension when the primeval lord <coughs> narayana created his universal body out of the five elements produced from himself and then entered within that universal body of his own plenary portion he thus became known as the purusha so we go back to the different different domains and we are going to the first divine unmanifest so in the first divine unmanifest the lord created five elements the five elements are comprising of air water earth you know those five elements fire and all so when he created this five elements out of which he fashioned himself out into what is called as the universal body narayana that is the unmanifest fashioned a body of himself which is called purusha again this particular purusha is unmanifest it's not manifest the way we think about it it is still unmanifest within his body are elaborately arranged the planet the three planetary systems of this universe the transcendental senses generate the knowledge acquiring and active senses of all embodied beings his consciousness generates conditioned knowledge and his powerful breathing produces the bodily strength sensory power and conditioned activities of the embodied souls he is the prime mover through the agency of the material modes of goodness passion and ignorance and thus the universe is created maintained and annihilated so purusha in his turn what happened he created from his own body three more planetary systems the first one is he generated the knowledge acquiring and active senses of embodied beings knowledge we require knowledge in our material world we require all kinds of things in our material world to understand 
first we have to understand everything and that is where the knowledge comes into play secondly he generated active senses of all embodied beings what are the active senses we have five senses isn't it so all those five senses became active this happened in the first portion now we come to the second one the second one is called his consciousness generated conditioned knowledge and his powerful breathing process produces the bodily strength sensory power and conditioned activities of the embodied souls so these are the things that came out of it and this created the three gunas that is sattva rajas and tamas and all embodied beings went directly into the three gunas so everybody has these gunas in various proportions you cannot say let us say if i describe the three gunas as white for sattva red for rajas and black for tamas if i describe these three gunas in these three colors you can never have entire white or entire black there will always be a tainting one way or the other remember this first it is absolutely white that is pure white when it started the moment it started it was pure white you know white can never remain white in this universe everybody understand there is deterioration in white so the white started deteriorating where there was a little bit of tinge a small drop of red came into it it created a very 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 slight hue of pinkishness a little pink in that then as it started increasing as the red started increasing you will find that it started becoming more and more redder and redder hmm? so from pink to red and then when it started becoming red a drop of a hint of black came into the picture so the when the black came into the picture it slowly started becoming dark red and so on and so forth and as the black increased it started becoming more denser and more thicker and dark 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 and darkest so today we are at a yuga where white is in hardly in 5% or 4% or 2% <laughs> there is no white in this red is in maybe around 70 to 75% and black would be approximately 20 22 24% as the yugas pass you will find that black keeps on growing that means the tamasic yuga is actually coming upon us and this that's the last yuga is what we call as the kali's yuga or kali yuga is now into its height it will start rising higher and higher there will come a time when kali is at its peak the whole world will be in a very very different state of being the things which these yugas are very different than what they were in the past so think about it from this point of view how this entire change has started becoming you know coming about so this universe gets created maintained and annihilated in the beginning the original supreme personality manifested the form of brahma through the material mode of passion in order to create the universe the lord manifested his form as vishnu the lord of sacrifice and protector of the twice born brahmanas and the religious duties to maintain the universe and when the universe is to be annihilated the same supreme lord employs the material mode of ignorance and manifests the form of rudra the created living beings are thus always subject to the forces of creation maintenance and destruction remember this there is nothing that can be permanent in this world 
everything gets destroyed as it comes into the picture slowly 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 everything as it moves along the path it will there will be a birth there will be a sustainability somewhere down the line and then it is going to die we may do whatever we want to as far as we are concerned we will try our level best isn't it how how are we trying to save this world we are going to try to save this world from a very different perspective and this perspective is i want to save the world i want to do something about it this destruction is an ongoing process is literally like a, a light definitely like a small viral program inside the whole system it goes and eats up the whole system from inside and then it gets destroyed on its own so there are three things one is the creator one is the sustainer and one is the destroyer all these three entities are represented by the three gods right and they are the three gunas also <coughs> Narayan Rishi who is perfectly peaceful and the best of the sages was born as a son of dharma and his wife murti the daughter of daksha narayan rishi taught the devotional service of the lord by which material work ceases and he himself perfectly practiced his knowledge he is living even today his lotus feet served by the greatest of the saintly persons so now we have started another story where daksha prajapati he had a daughter okay wife's name was the the daughter's name was murti she was married to this great sage son of dharma and his wife murti dharma and his wife dharma and wife murti they gave in turn the son called nar narayan rishi okay now he is now he is the main character just now so we are going to understand what happens over there so he is even living today that means this particular rishi always exists king indra became fearful thinking that nar narayan rishi would become very powerful by the severe penances and seized indra's heaven kingdom thus indra not knowing the transcendental glories of the incarnations of the lord sent cupid and his associates to the lord's residence in badrik ashram as the charming breeze of spring created a most sensuous atmosphere cupid himself attacked the lord with arrows in the form of irresistible glances of beautiful women now indra dev who is the god who is the king of the gods he was very upset he said nar narayan rishi is becoming more and more powerful so what am i supposed to do i am supposed to destroy him how do you destroy him you see the same formula is used even today hmm? if you see the movies called dawn and all that you will find that there is always a woman introduced so that the whole thing gets destroyed so the introduction of the cupid and the woman is very much required for everything to be destroyed so i in the previous verse i was telling you how the destruction happens you know this destruction is created in a very very smooth manner how does it happen let us take for example at the beginning of time there were rishi munis as we proceeded along the path there were men in this world who became more and more stronger and powerful they were the kingly type after that today in today's yuga you will find that the man is a very strong creature 
बट एट द बिगिनिंग एट द ऑनसेट ऑफ द लास्ट युगा विच है स्टार्टेड कल युगा एट द डेथ ऑफ कृष्णा एट दैट पॉइंट इन टाइम द युगा स्टार्टेड एंड दिस युगा हैज नाउ गोइंग टू गिव मोर एंड मोर एम्पेटस टू द वुमेन इन दिस वर्ल्ड दे आर गोइंग टू बिकम मोर एंड मोर स्ट्रांगर दे आर गोइंग टू लिटरली टेक ओवर द एंटायर वर्ल्ड the need for a man to be around doesn't will not be there man will just be a support function in the next maybe 1000 years or so everything that a man did as a very uh, as a person full of vasanas the same women will do they will take over literally everything right not only from the governments to politics to companies to corporate worlds to taking charge of literally everything they will take charge of everything man will be reduced literally like in the olden times how the housewife used to be a man will be reduced to that after that he won't even be required because there will be now you know there is a age of automation everybody talks of artificial intelligence and so many other things now tell me something when you have seen a couple of things happening happening around you today there is a very very strange phenomena which is occurring in this world there is a very recent movie which came which was called uh, what is it called baby somebody's baby all right what is the name please the name of the movie is not paying attention the name of the movie was um, uh, what is yesterday's movie oh that one Bridget Jones baby. Yeah. Bridget Jones baby. I uh, here I'm talking of women and Kali Yuga and the person is lost. You need to be very very focused in what I'm speaking. Check but you should be able to answer the questions. So, Bridget Jones baby. In that the lady in the picture is having a baby and the doctor is telling her, "Why do you need a man? You don't need a man for anything in this world." even for insemination to delivery to anything why do you need any person she says i am a doctor i had my child without any man around me if i can have why you can't have now this kind of a picture has started coming in and there is another scene where the parents are supposed to be around okay and they have the classes for uh, the parents how to go through the delivery process how to go through the process of ha you know delivering a baby and this there are two pro- you know two protagonists over there these two are two males and this is one bridget jones over there so when they are when the person in the class asks who is the husband so there is always one husband and one wife one husband one wife one husband and one wife but where the heroine is concerned it appears that she is the surrogate mother and the two males are husband and wife do you get the point this is literally like a homosexual wedding where two men are the husband and wife and this woman is just a surrogate mother of one of their kid so she is bearing a child for these two men 
the whole scene has been made out like this this is what the world is actually coming to so in the future you will find that even a no man will be required around in this place absolutely no man will be required so all you can do all the men in this group please pack your bags and go to some maybe you know saturn pluto or some such planet and stay over there yeah and you can send uh, whatever sperms that you want through courier companies all right <laughs> that is all that is needed today so this is the yuga of kali a kali is shown in this other beautiful movie called pink the girl is going out she is drinking she is going for parties she is going to a uh, uh, hotels rock shows staying late out at night getting drunk and then when she is touched by some man the that person is you know and she beats him the whole thing has been made out in such a way that a woman is entitled to do everything in this world and there should be no distinction between what man does if man drinks woman should drink if man does something wrong woman should also do something wrong if this person is doing something then the other person should also do this is the this is what kali yuga is going to talk about equality just now it is all about equality a woman will want equality with men because today she is a subdued person she is suppressed very shortly that equality will become superiority it will become woman as superior and once women become superior the need for a man would only be of a servant and when she becomes more and more stronger which is what is called the yuga of kali and kali goes to the ascendant there is absolutely no need of a man and this is how it is going to be and then the yuga carries on till the absolute end and that is where the whole thing stops with the destruction so this is how the whole scene is going to be played out so what does indra dev do he sends cupid over there that means he sends a very beautiful woman over there the primeval lord understanding the offense committed by indra did not become proud instead he spoke laughingly as follows to cupid and his followers who were trembling before him do not fear o mighty madna o wind god and wives of the demigods rather please accept this gift i am offering you and kindly sanctify my ashrama by your presence so nar narayan rishi he looks at cupid and all the things that he has brought with him that is lust he has brought lust inside the ashrama he says you are welcome over here please don't worry about it my dear king nimi when nar narayan rishi thus spoke eradicating the fear of the demigods they bowed their heads with shame and addressed the lord as follows to invoke his compassion my dear lord you are always transcendental beyond the reach of illusions and therefore you are forever changeless your causeless compassion towards us this despite our great offense is not as at all unusually new since innumerable great sages who are self satisfied and free from anger and false pride bow down humbly at your lotus feet the lord is always resting in a state of equanimity even if the greatest of the villains come over there in front of the lord he is always having equanimity in mind he is never going to get disturbed see in our material world how are we human beings are always disturbed 
when there is a, a very good person standing next to us we are very happy but imagine there is another person whom you know that is not conducive to you if that person comes in your room or if that person talks to you you know how difficult it is going to be for you you will not be able to control your emotions you are going to get angry you are going to get upset and you are going to say whatever that comes to your mind this is what happens to human beings human beings are disturbed by these differences in this world that is hot cold good bad those kind of things the lord is not at all disturbed because he is always in a state of equilibrium equanimity equipoise he doesn't get disturbed even if cupid comes in even if the greatest of the villain comes in even if some good person comes in he is not going to be siding any person because he knows very well that there is nothing right or wrong in this world so narnarayan rishi looks at all these people welcomes them the demigods place many obstacles in the path of those who worship you to transcend the temporary abodes of the demigods and reach your supreme abode so now they are praying to him and what are they saying you know all these demigods also put a lot of obstacles in the way what do they do now imagine there is a demigod which is connected to food what will he do he will give you the choicest of the foods right in front of you and then he will expect you to fall for it the demigods of of beautiful women and all he will put the women in front of you and he will say oh now you can fall down that's indra and his coterie huh that is also cupid isn't it kamdev then he will put riches in front of you he will say okay take this riches take this money take this take that what is going to happen a person will fall down for that this is what the demigods also do all right those who suffer the demigods their assigned shares those who offer the demigods their assigned shares in sacrificial performances encounter no such obstacles but because you are the direct protector of your devotee he is able to step over the head of whatever obstacle the demigod places before him so on one side we are going to describe the demigods the demigods they have to be offered whatever that we do so suppose we are eating something we need to offer it to the demigod concerned the demigod can connected with the mouth because we are going to eat isn't it so we have to offer it so what do people do when they start the meal they'll put some water and they'll some say some prayers and after that before they take that first you know i mean i am showing with hands i am sure people are there who will use spoons and other kinds of forks and you know chopsticks and all that or maybe i don't know what they will use but whatever that they use hmm, or maybe salli boti or something like that okay <laughs> so <laughs> so let us imagine whatever they are picking up first they will offer it lord please take this okay and then they will start eating so are we not offering to the lords so yes we are offering to the demigods also so think about it from that point of view we supposedly offer it to the demigods uh, these demigods will first partake of it and then you will get the prasad all right and then you eat it it is okay now in the material world also is in this how it is going to be you see the ads in the tv and the and the every other place the government is telling you pay advance tax pay advance tax pay advance tax and pay advance tax 30th of september is the last date he is behaving exactly like demigods mera percentage or mera cut mere ko aana chahiye hamara 33% cut hai bola one third of your income comes to me 
and balance half of your income also comes to me through service tax and various other taxes and that is what basically and you are left with maybe in a 20% or 30% usme mein tum chala lo you understand the government also does the job of a demigod okay और एरिया का दादा भी वही करता है मेरा कट किधर है हैं बोला तुमको यहाँ धंधा करना है तो हमारे एरिया में इलाके का है ना हफ्ता देना पड़ेगा हफ्ता मीन्स वाट मामूल यू नो दे कॉल इट सो इवन ही एक्ट्स लाइक अ डेवी गॉड एंड ही ऑल्सो टेक्स इज कट थिंक अबाउट इट इवन योर बॉस इज लाइक दैट योर बॉस ऑल्सो बिहेव लाइक अ डेवी गॉड ही विल फर्स्ट हाँ बोला क्या कर रहा है हाँ क्या कर रहा है बॉस ही इज ऑल्सो गोइंग टू बिहेव लाइक दैट and when you come home also you have another boss at home that boss is also going to ask mera hafta kidhar hai now where the where the man is working is the woman who is going to ask and where the woman is working the man is going to ask mera commission kahan hai <laughs> so all these gods are commission agents sort of so you can imagine all demi gods are waiting over there with their you know okay where is my commission so all sacrifices basically anything in this world that you do whatever you do you first have to pay for that to the person concerned okay whichever area that you are working in you have to pay for that big don over there hmm? so it's like that some men practice severe penances to cross beyond our influence which is like an immeasurable ocean with endless waves of hunger thirst heat cold and other conditions brought about by the passing of time such are the sensuous winds and the urges of the tongue and the sex organs Nevertheless, although crossing this ocean of sense gratification through severe penances, such persons foolishly drown in a cow's hoof print when conquered by useless anger. Thus, exhaust the benefit of the difficult austerities in vain. So, Narnara and Rishi, what are they describing? They are saying at this given moment in time, what happens to people who are lost in these kind of things? Those who don't offer the sacrifices, those who don't bother about it, what do they do? They have to do. They, even if they are practicing severe penances, but they are not offering this to the gods. What happens to them? They have to go through various stages like hunger, thirst, cold, so on and so forth. And they also have to overcome two greatest things in this world. One is the tongue, and the second one is called the sex organ. These two things nobody can overcome. By the way, tongue means it's about eating, खाने का. Huh? Nobody can overcome food. and second sexual nobody can overcome the sexual organs this is these are two most important things you see various things are being mentioned over here today like there are rapes happening in india there are lots of wrong things happening not only in india but across the world just wait for some time maybe a few years and then it is going to be the reverse out i told you just now at the beginning of the yuga this is the kali yuga The Kali Yuga lasts for four lakh and thirty-two thousand years. Now imagine if Krishna was there, say six or eight thousand years ago, we have just crossed a few thousand years. We still have four lakh and twenty-five thousand years ahead of us, and in that four lakh twenty-five thousand years, approximately that much amount of time, in less than thousand years, you will find women have become more and more stronger. and the same thing which the man is trying to do today of you know suppressing the woman raping doing this doing that all that the woman will do it will reverse out think about it from that point of view so all these will be through these two organs one is called the tongue 
and one is called the sexual organ. Both this happens through these organs. Crossing, crossing over this particular ocean is extremely difficult for anybody in this world. And then the third one. The third one is called anger. Nobody is able to overcome the anger. If you have an angry person, please understand it is extremely tough for any person who is an angry person to overcome anger. And this is where the destruction happens. So they exhaust their benefits of their difficult austerities in vain. So even if you are a great sage, even if you are a person who is a sadhaka or a person who is a disciple or a devotee, who is trying his level best to do the sadhana, this individual will completely lose his balance and will be out of the game the moment he uses this three. Okay? And anger is the third one. While the demigods were thus praising the Supreme Lord, the all-powerful Lord suddenly manifested before their eyes many women, manifested before their eyes many women who were astonishingly gorgeous, decorated with fine clothes and ornaments and all faithfully engaged in the Lord's service. When, when the When the followers of the demigods gazed upon the fascinating mystic beauty of the women created by Narnara and Rishi and smelled the fragrance of their bodies, the minds of the followers become bewildered. Indeed, upon seeing the beauty and the magnificence of such women, the representatives of the demigods were completely diminished in their own opulence. So, what does the Divine Lord do? He creates beautiful women and he puts them over there. So what happens to the opulence of all the demigods that are there? It comes down. The Supreme Lord of Lords then smiled slightly and told the representatives of heaven who were bowing down before him, Please choose one of these women. Whoever you find suitable for you, she will become an ornament of your heavenly planet. Vibrating the sacred syllable of Om, the servants of the demigods selected Urvashi, the best of the Apsaras. Placing her in front of them out of respect, they returned to the heavenly planets. Now, what is happening over here? All the demigods with the connivance of Indra were trying to entice Narnara and Rishi. But Narnara and Rishi, who is clearly the demigod himself, he is also a god almighty himself, what does he do? The divine lord stands in front of all this and he creates very beautiful women. Now these demigods which are there standing in front of him, he tells them, now you can select whoever that you want from these women and take them with you. And they have taken Apsara over there. <clears throat> the servants of the demigods reached the assembly of Indra. And thus, while all the residents of the three heavens listed, they explained to Indra the supreme power of Narayana. When Indra heard of Nar Narayan Rishi and became aware of his offense, he was both frightened and astonished. So, Indra was trying to entice Nar Narayan Rishi. Nar Narayan Rishi in his divine form creates a very beautiful lady and sends it to Indra's heaven. So, when that happens, instead of he getting enticed, he has sent somebody who can entice Indra. It's the reverse now. <laughs> so Indra gets scared and he is worried now what is going to happen. The infallible supreme personality of Godhead, Vishnu, has descended into this world by his various partial incarnations as Lord Hamsa, the Swan, Dattatreya, the four Kumaras, by his own father, the mighty Rishabhadev. By such incarnation, the Lord teaches the science of self-realization for the benefit of the whole universe. 
in his appearance as hagri he killed the demon madhu and thus became the ved and brought the vedas back from the hellish planet patal lok these are all the stories that we have done in the bhagavatam till up till now all the stories from rishabdev onwards up to hagri we have done all this right so it is just a recap of what has happened in his appearance as a fish as a matsya avatar the lord protected the satyavrata manu the earth and the valuable herbs he protected them from the waters of annihilation as a boar the lord killed hiranyakash hiranyaksha the son of diti while delivering the earth from the universal water and as a tortoise he lifted mandara mountain on his back so that the nectar could be churned from the oceans that is the churning of the ocean happened during that time the lord said so saved the surrendered king of the elephant gajendra who was suffering terrible distress from the grip of a crocodile so once again as a as a gajendra the lord also delivered the tiny ascetic sage called the valakhilyas and then fell into the water in a cow's hoof print and indra was laughing at him the lord said saved indra when indra was covered by darkness due to the sinful reaction for killing rittasura so this is one more story that we have done when the wives of the demigods were trapped in the palace of the demons without any shelter the lord saved them in the incarnation as narsimha the lord killed hiranyakashyap the king of demons to free the saintly devotees from fear the supreme lord regularly takes advantage of the wars between the demons and the demigods i am listening i want that phone please hmm. Okay. <clears throat> In the is incarnation of Narasimha. Okay, the Supreme Lord regularly takes advantage of the wars between the demons and the demigods to kill the leaders of the demons. The Lord thus encourages the demigods by protecting the universe through his various incarnations during the reign of each Manu. The Lord also appears as Vamana. That's the short avatar that was there. and took the earth away from bali maharaj on the pleading of begging of three steps of land the lord then returned the entire world to the son of aditi lord parshurama appeared in the family of brigu as a fire that burned to ashes the dynasty of hayaya thus lord parshurama rid the earth of all the kshatriyas 21 times the same lord appeared as ramachandra the husband of sita devi and thus he killed the 10 headed ravana along with all the soldiers of lanka May that Sri Rama, whose glory is destroyed, the contamination of the world be always victorious. To diminish the burden of the earth, the unborn Lord will take birth in the Yadu dynasty and perform feats impossible even for the demigods. Propounding speculative philosophy, the Lord, as Buddha, will bewilder the unworthy performers of Vedic sacrifices, and as Kalki, the Lord will kill all the low caste men posing as rulers at the end of the Kali Yuga. O mighty Amki, these are innumerable appearances and the activities of the Supreme Lord of the universe, similar to those I have already mentioned. In fact, the glories of the Supreme Lord are unlimited. So we have come to the end of the chapter over here, and <coughs> we have seen the various avatars. Now these avatars I have just gone through because we have already done this in the various different different satsangs before this. we are now into the 11th canto so you can imagine that we have been doing right from the beginning when we started this book first time and now we have come to the 11th canto so now we are going to do further than that so now what is happened maya story has happened secondly what are the different incarnations 
and now we are coming to chapter 5 narada concludes his teachings to vasudev so now we are going to start a new chapter chapter 5 canto 11 part 2 part 1 chapter 5 narada concludes his teaching to vasudev king nimi further inquired my dear yogendra all of you are most perfect in knowledge on the science of the self therefore kindly explain to me the destination of those who for the most part never worship the supreme personality of godhead hari who are unable to quench the thirst of their material desires and who are not in control of their own selves so king nimi is now asking another question what is the question what happens to those people who do not believe in the lord at all what happens to those kind of people shri kamasa said each of the four social order headed by the brahmanas was born through different combinations of the modes of nature from the face arms thighs feet and the supreme lord in his universal form thus the four spiritual orders were generated we have done this many times what are the four orders brahmanas kshatriyas vaishyas and shudras where do they come from they come from the different parts of the lord's body but what exactly do they mean in different different yogas during the ancient time there were brahmanas who were talking about the vedic stuff and all that then there were kshatriyas who were always taking care of all the you know kingly kind of activities there were the soldiers and so on and so forth the vaishyas which are the traders kind and the fourth one are called the shudras they are supposed to be the lower order but that is not what it is today today there is no brahmanas in this world because no words of brahma do not exist brahma can never be understood in the last yuga at all by anybody only the divine lord when he takes up his incarnation and comes on this planet earth that is the only time when this kind of a knowledge can be imparted or can be understood and can be given to somebody else second one is called the kshatriya kshatriyas no longer exist we are not over here sitting for war with people basically our war is in our corporate worlds everybody is bothered about the corporate world isn't it everybody bothered about their jobs so all the bosses all the ceos all the cfos cios and all the cs whatever that you see everything all these people all the bosses that are there managers or bosses they form this kshatriya clan because they are ruling over us similarly politicians you will find that there are prime minister ministers this one that one they are also ruling over us isn't it they also form that clan then we have vaishyas those who do trading so tomorrow you will say you may say you know there is no trader left over here there are only websites called amazon and all of course that is also a vaishya only <laughs> amazon's flipkarts and you know whatever other websites that you can think of they are also vaishyas because they are doing trading they are giving you something and taking money from you then we have the last one which is called shudras i think shudras are the biggest class of people today anybody who is working for somebody is a shudra i am working for somebody and i am lower than order not the top order then i am definitely a shudra so shudra is actually not a caste or anything which in today's day and age shudra is a person who, who works for somebody else he is literally like a servant you know uh, so you can say anybody who is the clerk and this laborer everybody is that only so he was talking about the four varnas that came out of it if any of the members of the four varnas 
and the four ashramas fail to worship or intentionally disrespect the personality of Godhead, who is the source of their own creation, they will fall down from the position into the hellish tale of state of life. So this is basically what happens. There are many persons who have little opportunity to take part in discussion about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hurry, and thus it is difficult for them to chant the infallible glories. Persons such as women, shudras and other fallen classes always deserve the mercy of the great personalities like yourself. Now, when this mention is done of shudras, you know, always rolled up into women, shudras and other fallen classes, what, what do they mean by that? It's, is it the, those who are the feminist over here or those who want to say, you know, this is all wrong over here? The, remember, the interpretation of all this is extremely important. Just now I described to you the four classes, isn't it? That is the interpretation today. But the interpretation 100 years ago would have been different. The person who is wearing a Janevo in their, you know, they will say, I am a Brahmin. But does he know anything about Brahma? Zero knowledge about Brahma. Their forefathers, they don't know anything about God. They only know some knowledge which somebody has given to them, which is absolutely zero, worthless. Now, if the person says, I am the king, today look at all the kings. They are staying in some flat somewhere and they are waiting for some money to come in from somewhere. You know all the kings in India, ex-kings in India, they are literally, they are, you know, there are palaces which they have converted into five-star hotels. Look at the kings over there. They are like a hotelier. I can only think of a hotel wala with one, you know, gamcha on top of his head. I can only think of that. These people have become that. They are worthless. The kings and the queens are no longer there. There is no king and no queen. Today, the prince and his wife are visiting Canada. You know? Prince William and his wife. They are visiting Canada. And Canada already has a prime minister and so on and so forth. If you look at all the people of Canada or Australia or New Zealand or any of these, you know, uni- uh, what we call as the Commonwealth and tell them that your king or your queen is the queen of England. Do you think they will accept it? It is just a titular head. Today, nobody is the boss. Everybody is trying to understand that there is no, so there are no kings and no kshatriyas left in this world. And there are no fighting men. People from all kinds of caste and creed have become soldiers. And a soldier cannot be called a kshatriya. Because soldier may be fighting on the forefront and the battle. Now the last war that India has had was in 1971. You can't call Kargil as a war, by the way. Kargil is not a war. It's a small skirmish. Okay? Skirmish. But the last war that was there was in 1965 and 1971. So what are the soldiers doing? We are keeping them prepared. Today we have ordered uh, some 36 Rafale aircrafts. We are just keeping ourselves prepared. But there are no wars happening. There is war happening in Syria and all those places. Who is fighting? Everybody is fighting in proxy. Somebody is fighting for, somebody is fighting against, and it does not matter to them. The people are suffering, isn't it? So here in this case also, where are the Kshatriyas? Kshatriyas no longer exist. Today Vaishyas, 
they will say you know there are there are vaniya type you know people they will say you know i was a trader i had a shop i had this today what is happening to the shops the shops are disappearing companies like amazon has taken over the entire thing isn't it so i want to do something i'll do it on the internet i'll do punch a few things tick 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 pay them online tick 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 and the thing comes by courier to my house i don't even have to go to a shop anymore so what has happened to vaishyas they disappeared what happened to the shudras the shudras have become ministers prime ministers and kings and queens and all those kind of things so do you call that person a shudra is a there is a minister in india who calls himself a shudra oh my god how can that be you are the boss of all that department how can you be a shudra it doesn't work like that a shudra is basically always supposed to be subservient to the other class so this all this interpretation is important so here the interpretation of this particular verse is extremely important he is infallible persons such as women shudras and other fallen classes always deserve the mercy of the great personalities like yourself you know we are always under the cycle of rebirth every human being is going to have a cycle of rebirth we are all going to be born again and again and again and again and again and suffering for the karma now think about it today if you are born as a tiger tomorrow you will be born as a jackal day after tomorrow you will be born as a dog after a dog you may be born as a rat and after a rat you may be born as a worm and after that you may be born like a, the worm in the shit species of a man oh my god i mean you have gone and degraded yourself isn't it so from a tiger to that so what will you say pehle main tiger tha aaj main worm ho gaya hu ha but that is what you have done to yourself with the karma so now let us understand this in the hierarchy of things the highest class is going to be the man after that the women after that all the other things now you have the privilege of being a man those who are men are having a privilege to be a man in the next life you may become a woman and in the women's life you will have to go through all the problems possible in the world there is no differentiation it is it is not a, a feminist kind of a view it's nothing like that that is how the world order is whether you like it or not so a woman has to undergo a lot of things basically childbirth this that so many other issues all right now you can transform yourself into that as well who says you can't and go and suffer for that whatever you know if you really want to understand what they suffer you can definitely suffer who says you can't you can go and buy some hormone tablets from the market and you can become a woman it does not matter and maybe undergo sex change there are so many people in this world today that yes in india also there is one big program going on and that man who was there a few few years ago has now become a woman ha huh? this is going to happen it is it can happen all right so let us see from that point of view person such as women shudras and other have fallen classes always deserve the mercy of the great personalities yourself on the other hand brahmanas members of the royal order and vaishyas even after being allowed to approach the lotus feet of the supreme lord hari by receiving the second birth of vedic initiation can become bewildered and adopt various materialistic philosophies 
So even the higher order of things, people, they can do whatever, you know, and they can still fall down. Who says they can't? And this is what happens. This is a big chapter, so what we will do is, we will do up to 10 and then we will stop, okay? So on the other hand, Brahmanas, members of the royal order and Vaishyas, even after being allowed to approach the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Hari, by receiving the second birth of Vedic initiation, can become bewildered and adopt various materialistic philosophies. So they can also adopt whatever philosophies they think of. Now, when we say these kind of words, you will ask me, what do you mean by those things? To adopt different philosophies is like this. You know, a person can say, oh, how many different different kinds of theories are there for the creation of this universe? So many of them. From Big Bang to whatever you want to think of, isn't it? And there will be some who will follow one theory, there will be another who will follow another theory, they will follow another theory and another theory. Everybody has the right to follow whichever theory they want to. And every person in this world, they may be whatever caste, creed, religion they might be, they will still follow different different kinds of philosophies. So we have to allow them. Okay? Ignorant of the art of work, such arrogant, proud fools, enchanted and enlivened by the sweet words of the Vedas, pose as learned authorities and offering for flattering entreaties to the demigods. And there are biggest idiots in this world. What do they do? They take the literal meaning of the Vedas and then they package it nicely and give it to the man. And a man, like an idiot, falls for that. So if you say, I don't have money, I don't have you know peace, I don't have this, I don't have that. And you go to all those guys who, who think that they know the Vedas very well. What do they do? They tell you, do this puja, do this part, do this, do that, do that. You see, the whole channels are filled with it. You will find that people, they will read all great books and they will propound all kinds of nonsensical theories. They will say, if you do this puja, if you do take this gem from me. This gem is costing 25,000 rupees. When you put this gem on top of your whatever that you want to, there you will find that you will get the properties of the gems in front. Was If gems are going to give you that property, then kal se mai ana Cadbury's gems khate raunga. To mere ko chocolate ka property aa jayega. Kya baat kar rahe hain aap? This is all nonsense. This is all bullshit. And this is what people are following. It is not right. All these kind of foolish things which person is taught, it's all nonsense, it's bullshit and nonsense. Don't follow it. People, I will read it again. Ignorant of the art of work, such arrogantly proud fools, enchanted and enlivened by the sweet words of the Vedas. The Vedas talk very nicely by the way. Pose as learned authorities and offer flattering entreaties to the demigods. They pose as authorities. I know this very well. And they become demigods. By the way, forget about the Vedas. There are great Nobel Prize winners in this world, okay? And there are some idiots in this world who propound this Nobel Prize has written, this Nobel Prize winner has written this theory. So very important, I should follow it. Okay? 
and then there are such great leaders you know the, oh this one has come with this sociologic this is that thing that thing that all kinds of nonsense is there in this world some people will say aristotle said this socrates said this this fellow said that that fellow said that okay and there was a madman who wrote about mad things okay freud and there are some mad people following him as well and they will call you mad and they will give you a very nice distinction you know agar pagal bola to tera 10000 dollar gaya ha pagal bola to 10000 dollar bola hai na सिजोफ्रीनिया बोलेगा ना बीस हजार डॉलर गया बोला नहीं 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 बोल दे कंपल्सिव ऑब्सेसिव डिजॉर्डर पता नहीं ऐसे कुछ तो भी नाम देंगे बोलेंगे वही तो पचास हजार डॉलर लगा मतलब टोपी पहनाने के लिए अलग नाम देने का सॉरी बॉस सिंपल वर्ड है पागल है तू समझ में आया बस पागल को पागल ही बोल सकते और दूसरा कुछ नहीं बोल सकते उल्लू के पट्टे को उल्लू का पट्टा ही बोल सकते यू नो उल्लू मीन्स वॉट आउल एंड आउल्स चाइल्ड इज एन आउल्स चाइल्ड ओनली ओके उल्लू का पट्टा इज एन उल्लू का पट्टा ओनली यू कैन कॉल इम बाई एनी अदर नेम इन दिस वर्ल्ड पीपल के नॉट बी कॉल्ड ब्लैक आई वॉज कॉल्ड ब्लैक ऑल माई लाइफ आई वॉज कॉल्ड निग्रो ऑल माई लाइफ डज इट मेक अ डिफरेंस आई मीन टूडे टूमोरो आई कैन पुट सम नाइस व्हाइट पेंट ऑन टॉप ऑफ इट एंड यू नो नो यू कैन कॉल मी दैट यू से यू शुड कॉल मी अ कलर्ड पर्सन सॉरी बॉस I am black I am like an whatever the hell that you want to call me does it matter to me if it matters to me then you are an idiot remember this then you should join that category of mad mad hai na so these kind of philosophies have also been given by nobel prize winners and there are some idiots in this world they think no end of themselves and they what they will do they will follow that one idiot following another idiot correct and they will say oh this person has given this great philosophy we should follow that follow that and the world will anyway come to an end any which way bole ek pagal ki wajah se nahi to dusre pagal ki wajah se the world end hone hi wala hai kya farak padta hai so we should not take anything in the literal sense don't you have been given brains nicely don't do that due to the influence of the modes of passion the materialistic followers of the vedas became subject to violent desires and are excessively lusty their anger is like that of a snake De- deceitful overly proud and sinful in their behavior they lack the devotees who are dear to lord achyuta then because of the second quality which is called the quality of passion so those who are you know very possessive about the work that they do i work i work i work in a full day they will keep on telling you i work so hard i work so hard okay then you should i become the ceo of the company even a laborer works hard by the way jo upar hai na apne sir ke upar patthar leke jata hai ya eet leke jata hai wo bhi bahut hard work karta hai okay you are using what your pen paper typewriter or uh, what not typewriter aaj ke din mein computer ha computer use karta hai to dimag use karte ho are tum bhi chaprasi hai ho tum bhi laborer hi ho you can work hard for 12 hours and 15 hours a day you are still a laborer please understand this you are a nobody so don't give that kind of a bullshit that i work very hard no this working very hard is called the mode of passion they are the biggest idiots in this world they what do they do they have violent desires meri wajah se aisa hota hai main aisa karega waisa karega 
बोला आई एम सो टायर्ड यू नो सैटरडे संडे आई एम गोइंग टू एक जाके है ना पैग लगाऊंगा फिर उसके बाद है ना मस्त ऐसा पैर ऊपर करके बैठ जाऊंगा बोला दो चार है ना ट्रिपल एक्स फिल्म देख लूँगा हल्लो दूसरा काम धंधा नहीं है क्या तुमको दिस इज कॉल्ड द मोड ऑफ पैशन दिस इज हाउ इडियट्स आर इन दिस वर्ल्ड और देविल से बहुत अच्छा पिक्चर देख लेगा बहुत अच्छा देखो ना उसमें क्या है ऑल राइट दीज आर दे आर बिकम सब्जेक्ट टू वायलेंट डिजायर्स एंड एक्सेसिवली लस्टी लस्टी द एंगर इज लाइक दैट ऑफ अ स्नेक ओके डिसीटफुल ओवरली प्राउड एंड सिंफुल इन देयर बिहेवियर दे मॉक द डिवोटीज हु आर डियर टू द लॉर्ड अच्छुता देर आर डिवोटीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड एंड लुक एट दिज इडियट सैटरडे संडे को है ना जाके है ना उधर भगवान भगवान करता है मेरा भगवान तो पब में है समझ में आया बोला बाटली लेने का ये करने का ओके दिस इज वॉट इट इज ऑल अबाउट एंड द म्यूजिक फेस्टिवल बाई द वे इन दिस वेरी ब्यूटिफुल मूवी दैट वॉज टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस वुमन शी इज शी इज एन एम्प्लॉय एंड देन फॉर सैटरडे संडे शी गोज फॉर यू हैव ऑल दिस म्यूजिक फेस्टिवल्स यू नो सो यू गो एंड विच एवर टेंट दैट यू सी यू कैन गो इन साइड एंड यू कैन स्लीप विथ होम सो एवर दैट यू वॉन्ट सो शी डजेंट इवन नो होम शी इज स्लीपिंग विथ शी इज टोटली ड्रंक completely knocked out and then she gets knocked out that way also hmm? that is what happens to her so you should see watch this beautiful movie it's a very beautiful film you should watch okay hmm? okay to abhi all right we'll do one last verse the materialistic followers of vedic rituals given up the worship of the lord instead practically worship their wives and thus their homes become dedicated to sex life such materialistic householders encourage one another in such whimsical behavior understanding ritualistic sacrifice as necessary item for bodily maintenance they perform unauthorized ceremonies in which there is no distribution of foodstuffs or charities to the brahmanas and other respectable persons instead they cruelly slaughter animals such as goats without any understanding on the dark consequence of the activities yahan pe goat sacrifice karne wala hai na very good उसको पकड़ के नेक्स्ट टाइम हम लोग देंगे क्योंकि ये वर्ष मैं नेक्स्ट टाइम के लिए रखता हूँ तो नेक्स्ट टाइम फर्स्ट वी विल डू हिज सेक्रीफाइस वॉट सो लेट अस स्टॉप ओवर हियर बिकॉज इज अ बिग वर्स सो वी हैव स्टॉप एट वर्स नंबर एट चैप्टर फाइव ऑल सो वी विल स्टार्ट एट वर्स नंबर एट नेक्स्ट टाइम एंड टूडे यू हैव अ वेरी गुड डे और वेरी गुड इवनिंग टेक केयर ऑफ योर and today not much of a laughter i know because we were just doing sto- stories but next time there will be because dhulai to sabki hoti hai is type pe kapde dhoye bhi next time pe zarur dhoyenge <laughs> so let us stop this over here okay